College Friends. Judgmental Chicken. Parallel Universe. Love Struck Romeo. Play it in serenade. Got a love song. He made one, two, three, four. Sitting on the bench. Writing's really hard. We need another snack. And that is just a fact. Oh, oh. Hi. This is Shauna. <laughs> this is Trisha. And this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. Welcome to our little bench. <laughs> we write on the bench, we snack on the bench. And most of all, we, we procrastinate, procrastinate on, on the bench. bench. And today we have a guest on the bench. Yes. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> This is our friend that we have mentioned before. We have called her affectionately the Hammer, but now we'll just say her name is Stephanie (laughs) Hammer. We might call you the Hammer occasionally. Otherwise, fine. Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie was responsible for the unicorn writing prompt episodes back. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember. Good thing you remember that. And she sent us those cookies that were super cool. Yes. She's a snack book contributor. (laughs) I do like snacks and podcasts. So. <laughs> so you gotta get closer. All right. There you go. So we're gonna start with a quote. So, quick question: You were an English major. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because we're all English majors, but then suddenly I was like, "Were you like women's studies?" I like forgot what you did. Okay. So we're all English majors, and we have an affection for this um, writer in particular. So today's quote is. Write freely and as rapidly as possible and throw the whole thing on paper. Never correct or rewrite until the whole thing is done. John Steinbeck. Well, and then we just remembered that he wrote The Grapes of Wrath and that we were all in the play. Were you in the play? I was not involved in that play. We were almost all involved (laughs) in that play. (laughs) That was my freshman year. I was the narrator. Oh, you were? I don't remember. And I, I was somebody's wife at the very end. Like, I played two characters. Yeah. And what were you, Stephanie? Uh, assistant stage manager. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. And um, trying to figure out from the wings what to do when the Jode's car put a hole in the stage. <laughs> in the middle of a show. The, the, the <laughs> theater wasn't quite built very well. For a car? For it was a like car. a real car, huh? No, they built it and put it on a, a like a dolly type thing, and it got dragged around the stage, but it really looked like... It looked like a real car. A but little... it had a bunch of people in it. Yes. So you they would all pile on three it. three men into it, including a couple professors. <laughs> yeah. And all the Joe's luggage. Yeah. So it got really heavy. <laughs> Did it put a hole on the stage? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's funny. Somebody came running off in the middle of the first act and said, the car put a hole on the stage. <laughs> close the curtain at intermissions there was no way i could go out there and see what was going on so we had to send an actor out on intermission and have him kind of pretend like he was doing stuff in the encampment (laughs) (laughs) he's on fixing the car (laughs) and the floor (laughs) oh my god well we're so excited to have stephanie here and um She's going to join us in all our activities that we're doing today. That's so. right. Well, this is the Bench Right Club. Right Club. <laughs> so we're going to get into it in a little bit. Um, should we do snack book? Okay. First, let's do snack book. All right. Give me that snack book. Snack book. Gluten-free snack book. <laughs> 
<laughs> Stephanie, did you know Shauna was gluten free? <laughs> what? This never came up in the podcast before. <laughs> it's like becoming like we should just say GF to like get it like kind of just like on the side so we stop saying it. Is it GF? It's GF. Okay, so we don't like say gluten free because it feel, it's starting to feel obnoxious to me. A like bit. a little bit. Hashtag gluten free. Yeah, it feels like I'm like on a crusade and I'm not. I'm just hungry and I want to eat normal stuff. <laughs> that, and we're trying to make all normal things without gluten. You're on a crusade to eat normal stuff without gluten. I just don't want my stomach to hurt. So, um. <laughs> Well, so I got some gluten-free muffin mix from the store, and I was, like, not going to add a lot of extra things to it because I didn't want to fuck it up like I did the pancakes <laughs> summer party, which I don't think we talked about, but... Uh, um, no, because it was the next day. It was the next day. <laughs> yeah. So, but they came out good. I, I think I put too many blueberries in them. I don't think you can have too many blueberries. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought oh. they were they were great. Oh, yeah, and they were huge. Well, so, yeah. Sometimes gluten free baked goods aren't that good. Like, yeah. And I wouldn't have known that yeah. these were. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. They oh. were like great. Mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like I used vanilla almond milk instead of regular milk, and I used oil instead of butter because I was trying oh. not to do dairy. I I could have used butter though. But then we all put butter on it, so that was probably <laughs> helpful. But then I added a whole bunch of, like, cinnamon and, like, apple pie spice type stuff, and then um, just a bunch of blueberries. It's so. a huge It sounds good as long as it doesn't have chocolate. I'm a weirdo who hates chocolate. You do not belong here. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! Like, then there's more chocolate for you. That's true. Oh, okay. See, I'm right, a person to be friends with if you love chocolate, because if there's a chocolate cake that shows up on the table at a restaurant... I'm not going to eat You're any of good. it. You're good, yeah. My so, husband's always the one that orders like a raspberry sorbet or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm good with that. Oh, why? So like, what's your favorite kind of like, like candy or, well, no, not candy. Like, what's your favorite like dessert then? Like if, so you're not into chocolate. So like, I like strawberry stuff. Okay. Um, I'm a huge strawberry fan. Um, and cake. I think the purpose of cake in this world is to serve as a place that you can acceptably eat frosting absolutely <laughs> because it's not always acceptable to sit 100%. with a bucket and just spoon it out even though i've done that so you're like you're like white cake like yeah, that kind of like, like white frosting two inches yeah. of frosting but if, if i'm somewhere in the, the yeah there's the big thick layer of frosting that makes me really happy nice. that's okay that's, so it's, it's in like a way that. to it's a way to be socially acceptable with eating frosting in public <laughs> You so can like, have it on cake. On a big, like, you know, Costco cake or something, you want, like, the corner. Yeah. Because that's where, like, all the icing is. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like frosting, too. I mean, I think we all do. Well, I don't know. There's probably some stupid person out there yeah, that doesn't. I Sorry. Have, I know people who will scrape <laughs> the frosting off and say there's too much frosting on this cake. <gasps> no, never do that. I don't trust anybody who believes that. <laughs> <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, I'm glad that we cleared that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate chocolate, but I love frosting. It as was long as like it's not chocolate it frosting. It felt like a dispute. I don't know why. <laughs> I like that cake is just a holder for frosting. That's that's like the perfect description. Because yeah. cake by itself isn't that exciting. It, mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it's plain. Like it definitely needs something. Somebody invented it because they were like, you know what? It looks weird to just eat frosting, and to as an adult. <laughs> To say, like, I just want to eat frosting seems weird. But if I put it on cake, it's fine. Yeah. My mom also taught me that you can eat uh, cake for breakfast. Just call it breakfast cake. 
Oh, it's good. Because like a, a muffin's basically a cake without yeah. frosting. Yeah. I should have put frosting on the muffins. I should have put frosting on the muffins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I even have frosting. I could have thrown some white frosting You could on have there. made like blueberry frosting. Oh. You know, you could have like mixed blueberries. In no, I wasn't going to do that. No. No, okay. I, I barely got my shit together in time to yeah. do this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Shauna's going to be late, and Stephanie's going to be right on time. Yep. And I got a text from you saying, I'm running late, and the doorbell rang. And Stephanie was here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I almost texted you, and it was like, it's not acceptable to come early. You must come at least 15 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, that sounds weird. I don't want to do that. Like, Yeah, so. I know. And I already changed the time once, so... Yeah. Anyways, okay, moving on. So we wanted to talk about Stephanie has this amazing nonprofit that she um, she does on the side because she also works full time. She's amazing and she's an activist and she's super cool. So tell us about your nonprofit a little bit. So founded in 2016, um, it's called Pacific Reentry Career Services um, with a focus on helping formerly incarcerated women get back to work following release from jail or prison. Um, We'll also help men or anybody who contacts us, but um, really have a strong focus on the issues specific to women um, upon release and um, doing a lot of one-on-one mentorships, um, do some job search workshops. I'm helping put on a big resource fair in Orange County behind the orange curtain (laughs) Um, in September. Um, where people who are recently released can come learn about all the services available in our county um, to help them kind of get back to work, um, wow. find housing, get their lives back on track. Because my big thing is we can make communities better and safer if we provide opportunities for people that are make them healthy and productive. Um, right now, there's not nearly enough of that in Orange County. Um, or anywhere, yeah. frankly. But especially but, Orange County yeah. um, compared to like L.A. and San Diego. Um Orange County is lacking a lot of services. There's a lot of people that are very passionate about helping this community, but it's a small group. And Mm so we want to raise awareness. Um, And then I work in HR as my day job. So I like to raise awareness with other HR people to tell them to change their policies um, to hire folks with records. Because if you give people a job and a place to live, suddenly they start doing good things with their lives rather than returning back to the bad decisions they made in the past. When you said even, sorry to be so close to you, but you said you said even um, some of the people you've helped have come back to volunteer for you. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and and um, one of my first people um, to get a job when I first started doing this work, she's already ready to volunteer and start helping out. That's so, um, so great. And there's a lot of people that have been through that process that want to get into a position where they can help other folks adjust back to life because they realize that they know how hard it is. Um, to not have a supportive network around you. And I've been meeting some amazing people through this kind of work. And I got interested in it because when I lived in Santa Cruz, I moved up there, started a career in HR because I fell into it through a temp job and was volunteering (laughs) in the women's jail because nobody grows up and says, I want to work in HR. (laughs) When I grow up, I want to be an HR director. Um, And so I, I didn't think I would stick with it, but I did. And I was volunteering in the women's jail doing an art and writing workshop that I'd also done in a a domestic violence shelter in San Diego when I was in grad school and, um, really enjoyed doing that. But I would talk to women and they'd say, well, what do you do? What's your day job? And I said, I work in HR and they go, Oh, you're those people that don't hire us (laughs) and make it really hard when we get out. And I saw the revolving door and people over the course of a year, how many times they would return because they wouldn't have opportunities outside. Wow. 
And so it changed my perspective on hiring. At that time, I worked for an HR director who wanted to reject anyone who had a criminal record. Well, they ask you that on an application, They can't right? anymore in California. Oh, they can't? As of Yay. January 1st, we're a fair chance hiring state. So you have to wait till a conditional offer has been made. Yay. So that opens up a lot of opportunities for people who don't have to disclose it before they even get an interview. Right. So they get their foot in the door. You get to talk to them. Yeah. Know who they are. And then it's like a... Mm-hmm. A back note about their yeah. history. Yeah. Well, look, I watch, you know, Orange is the New Black. I get it. No, but remember there was one episode where one of the women got out and then she, it's like the life she went out to was like, she didn't have anyone. She went to go stay somewhere and it was like really bad. And then it was just like, she just wanted to go back, like to her friends She's still and her struggling with life. that this season. I just started watching the new oh season. Oh my God, I'm so behind. Don't tell There's me. There's a new season? Yeah, it just came out a couple <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I guess I'm behind too. <laughs> I just thought Billboard. Read the, the memoir that that show's based on is really good. Oh. By uh, Piper Kerman. Yeah. It's All right. Really good. Next on our list. By the same name. Yeah. Orange is New Black. <laughs> Not hard to remember. Yeah, I never read it. No, me neither. I have a, I have a huge list of things to read on my phone. It's called Things to Read. It's like in my notes. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. It's, it's a very creative name. Not like books to read. <laughs> no. Things to read. Well, some of it's things to listen to. Like I also have is like a podcast category because I'll be listening to something mm-hmm. or like when we were talking and you'll mention a book and I'll be like, yeah, I want to do that. And then you'll leave and I'll be like, what did we talk about? Because I yeah. can't remember anything anymore <laughs> yeah. about anything. So plug your website. What's the uh, yeah. web address? So it's PRCS. CA.org. And I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So I, I shorten it perks, P R C S. Oh, perks. And somebody already had perks.org, some school. So we added CA for California. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So if anybody wants to make a donation, because this is awesome, amazing work, and Stephanie's all about like empowering women and like trying to fight our way through, you know, this world that we live in right yeah. now. <laughs> Nonprofit in every sense of the word. Like yeah. every every dollar we raise goes straight into getting resources into the hands of our clients. Like we did a cool job search guide that has all my HR secrets that all of our clients get for free. Um, so every five dollars donated puts that in the hands of one other person. So so let's get like twenty of these made, guys. Like <laughs> at least five bucks. I mean, Come we spend on. that at Starbucks like every day. Like <laughs> instead of buying us a coffee, let's get Stephanie some. Buy guides. a job guide. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll put all the links and the crap and the shit. <laughs> <laughs> the crap and the shit. Whoa. <laughs> Do you get that, everybody? <laughs> so look for it under crap. That's very technical in this terminology. <laughs> everybody always says that on their podcast. Like it'll be in the show notes. Da ba da ba show notes. So there you go. Yeah. I think you should put secret messages in the show notes to see if anybody actually reads you know the show what? notes. I'm going to do that. Like Easter eggs yeah. or whatever they call them. Oh, yeah. Show note Easter eggs. We're going to start a new new deal here. <laughs> need one of your little catchy theme song things. Oh. I don't I'd have to like, that would be a clickable link. I would have to figure that out. I don't, I don't know. We don't have to do that. <laughs> Hey, I just figured out how to put audio over like a video, a picture. That was cool. <laughs> I don't know so. if you saw that. Are you on Instagram? No. Oh, uh, okay. Because I can't well, add any you... more social media. I'm already overwhelmed. Oh, Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. Oh, you're and Twitter. Goodreads and LinkedIn. And... <laughs> LinkedIn's like the boring grown up social yeah, media. It is. <laughs> it's how I stalk donors. 
Oops, did I say that? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. We're not on LinkedIn, <laughs> The bench, we're on all the cheesy ones. Well, no, because LinkedIn is, wouldn't be for us, though. Yeah. It's really, like, for individual, you know, folk. I don't know. Folk? Folks. <laughs> Your personal brand. <laughs> individual folk. Back in the day, folks, folks. Okay, um, what are we going to do now? What do you think? Write. We're going to write. We got it. We got oh, a, a we were going to talk oh. about Stephanie's writing stuff oh yeah tell us about your experience with writing a novel for that thing that i was too late to join called <laughs> nano rimo nano nano that's what i said <laughs> oh is that what you meant earlier when you're saying nano nano i thought you were just like trying to make references to old no, i was literally referencing nano rimo national novel writing month that in november i did that a couple years ago yeah it was I crazy yeah I haven't done anything crazy. with the novel that I wrote. <laughs> but you did it all in a month? Uh-huh. It got a little over 50,000 words. I had a really nice bottle of wine that was my goal, that if I finished. So I was writing for the bottle of wine. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's a good goal. I would not hold true to that goal. I would, I would have opened the wine Well, I had other bottles of wine to get to that wine. <laughs> She's like, I kept replacing the bottle of wine. <laughs> You had like a nice one that was for like the. It was end. like a nice, oh. nice one. Yeah, a good like one. Like more than six ninety nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like a twelve dollar. Oh. <laughs> oh, Usually like, twelve dollars marked down from like, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen. So like, what's your? <laughs> okay, thanks, Georgia. <laughs> Ralph's Club or <laughs> Ralph by six. I know you get a twenty percent discount. <laughs> Hey, I know, I know shit about where to get cheap wine. Okay. <laughs> what and was what's your like um, genre when yeah. you when you so write? So this had to, the story I wrote had to do with parallel universes. So it Ooh. came out of this, you know, this whole Ooh, like thing. Okay, this freaks me out. So that you know the Berenstein Bears. Uh huh. Yeah. Some of us remember Berenstein, but it's really Berenstain. Oh. And. I remember it, Berenstein, and there's this whole thing if you go online and search oh, it. Oh my god. It's the Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. Okay, I got the hell out, which oh. is another podcast we loved. The woman was yeah. just talking about that. So I'm, I might be from the a Berenstein, universe. Berenstein, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she said you, it was. Well, you remember the book cover and you look at it now and it's different. Yeah. Just slightly. Yeah. Like, like people thought that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Yeah. And a uh. bunch of people believed that. And then it was like, no, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, he died. And then it's like, no, he actually got out. And like, but yeah, it's like a weird group. Yeah, so there's these things that are slightly different. I think it's changing now because of the internet. But if you think back to things from the 80s when we were kids, yeah, that's, you know, where there's a slight difference. And so that one of the theories is there some of us from a parallel universe that inadvertently crossed over and it's just close enough here that you wouldn't notice. Except for these small differences. Little things. It's I like love that it. show um, Fringe. Yeah. And they they played with that a little bit, right? In that mm-hmm. show? And the Golden Compass, which I mentioned to you earlier, oh. that has a lot to do with parallel universes. And some of them are very similar and some are completely different. Um, so, That's yeah, I cool. just played with that idea that a I group of people suddenly just crossed over into the new universe. And it was slightly different, but they were almost like refugees from a parallel universe. And so this the the one universe that took them all in was trying to figure out what do we do with all these people because they're not really residents here. So they're almost a weird kind of immigrant. I was just going to say it's like a political... Yeah. So 
it as was very first drafty <laughs> and it needs a lot of work. I don't know if I'll ever go back to it. You should. You should because it sounds like a great movie. So too. I want to I wanna read it. Yeah, I want to write it into a screenplay, please. <laughs> yeah, I did print it out and I got it bound at uh, <laughs> FedEx office. Nice. It's a spiral bound, so I have that somewhere. But And I was going to go through and edit it, but I editing's not as fun as writing. No, it's not. Mm-mm. That's Especially like, a novel. But I, mean, I wrote another never novel. Written a novel before. Yeah, I wrote a novel about time travel that I wrote over like four or five years, and that one's also very first draft, and I haven't touched it. I was Look like, at you, but at least you finished them. So yeah. yeah, they're not anywhere close to being published, but I can say I wrote a draft of a so novel. So when you do Nanu Nanu, do they give you? <laughs> <laughs> do they give you like a contacts to read? Oh. No. <laughs> They actually have a whole thing on their website, like a whole community. Um, and there's all these different little writing groups that meet. Like there were ones, write-ins that I would go to in my area in South Orange County with other people who everybody would just get together at a coffee shop and it'd be a bunch of us introverts sitting around writing and not really socializing. Oh, that's so it's really fun. fun. Yeah, that is fun though. You're like, yeah, we don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of makes you focus your time mm-hmm. to do it then. That's yeah. cool. That is really cool. So you like, oh. you come up with a page commitment yourself? No, they say 50,000 words. I think the story is, and I might not get this right on their website, that the people who started it, uh, it was like over a decade ago, they grabbed Brave New World off their shelf and said, Mm -hmm. how long is this book? And based it on that, which was about 50,000 words. Which is a decent-sized book, like not too But it's not like a huge, like, Harry Potter-sized novel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, and you just, the goal is just keep writing and don't worry about editing. I think it's funny the quote you read at the beginning, the Steinbeck. So like Kurt Vonnegut, one of my favorite authors, when he wrote, he would edit as he went. So by the time he finished a full draft, it would be done. If I'm remembering right. That's insane. I I couldn't do that. Yeah. And so he worked on it as he went. So he'd like like, stop and go back and be like, oh, let me fix this. Like Stephen King's whole thing is he just writes through and then lets it sit for a while and then revisits it. Yeah. Later on. That's kind of like how we are. Except we just never go back to it. We just never go back. Editing (laughs) is not fun. No. (laughs) I I just can't. That's why we only do writing prompts. (laughs) Because it's easier and it's more fun and like, you know. We get stuck on the dumbest things. Like where like some kind of character issue or plot issue will baffle us. Mm -hmm. And then we're just. We're just in like a, a time loop, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure that out, and we, that'll we need time derail travel. us. Yeah, from everything. Yeah, or like something dumb. Oh, we've done this before, but a lot of people can relate to this. Where when you're trying to come up with a name, either for your script or book, or for a character, and then you do that thing that I think people do when they name their kids, where you're like, oh. I had a friend named that that I didn't like, and I had a. You do this weird thing where you're like, and then and then you can be on that for like an hour, and you're like an hour passed, and we were just talking about the name of this character, and it's and like, we haven't even finished writing what this person's gonna do. Like <laughs> <laughs> anything you can do to procrastinate. Well, let's get into the bench right club. Bench right club. <laughs> do you read books? Do you live near small bodies of water surrounded by trees and other wildlife? Is that geese shit? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then you have found a home here at the Brook Reading Podcast. Each week, I read a book while nestled in my small New Jersey apartment and gaze out the window at a brook. Then I jump online, talk about it, ask for your opinions, and bitch about something for approximately five minutes. 
If you'd like to join this madness, check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or on Libsyn.com. You can also contact me at brookreading at gmail.com or on Twitter at brookreadingpod. Let's step into some animal feces together. Welcome to the Bench Right Club. The first rule of Right Club is you do not write about Right Club. The second rule of Right Club is you do not write about Right Club. Right Club. All right, so it's time for Bench Right Club. Right Club. <laughs> so we had several submissions. It was super cool. And we're going to have Stephanie, as our guest of honor, read the one that wrote it best. Go. <laughs> this is from our friend Katie, who's also a college friend, who back when I was on the newspaper staff and edited our college newspaper, I would feature all my friends because we needed people to feature. And I was like, <laughs> I have cool friends. We're going to write stories about them. And I remember one thing from Katie's feature is that she said one of her dreams would be to be a greeting card writer. Oh. And so <laughs> I thought that was good because That's this cute. is a podcast talking about writing. Um, and I remember how fun that was that she talked about wanting to write greeting cards. So it's, it's funny to think about like who makes all those up or are they like generated now by like bots? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Well, Katie's awesome. Can I tell a Katie story really quick? <laughs> like all of us. Um, so for some reason in college, we used to always say, Katie, hi, Katie, hi. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, I shouldn't have maybe said her last name. You might have to bleep that out. Anyway. Do it again without the hindsight. I have. We used to say, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> last name, Katie, last name. <laughs> That's not good. Not good at all. But I went I went on a month summer travel program to Oaxaca and Katie was on that trip too. And Katie spoke Spanish. Like she was like in the advanced level of Spanish. She was like really good at it and she was really fun. And so anyway, it's so fun to reconnect with people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and <laughs> Right Club. At two girls on a bench. <laughs> Just wanna put an ad in there right now. All right. Anyway, sorry. So go ahead and so she wrote it best, and we didn't just pick her because we know her. Actually, we really felt like it stood out. All three of us decided. Yes. <laughs> okay. There was no shenanigans. Okay, here goes. My mom began her days with a cup of coffee, sweet but black, and whichever book companion she happened to be hanging out with that week. She'd use anything as a bookmark when it came time to get a second cup or answer the phone or pull those weeds outside the garage. I'd seen her use postage stamps, dryer sheets, even Kleenex she pulled out of her robe pocket. A bookmark is a bookmark, right? So of course I thought of her when I opened my most recent library book and an envelope dropped out. But this wasn't a scrap of paper, not recycling. There was still a letter inside. And although the two address was blacked out with Sharpie, the from address still showed that uncertain, awkward handwriting of a man unaccustomed to writing anything other than emails. Ooh. Should we have read the writing prompt first, too? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so first of all, Katie, that was great. Yay. That yeah. last sentence was amazing. We loved it. Yeah. yeah. And I actually liked the, the beginning, too, where you said the way she took her coffee sweet and black. Like, I love that. It was such a perfect description of it. And it could have been like... I don't know. You could have said it a bunch of different ways, and that way was like such a concise and exactly what you meant. I loved it. So, um, what's the yeah? What's where is the writing from? Oh. 
Somebody probably wrote I it minimized here. it. <laughs> we can't find it. It's on somebody's thing here. I got it. Oh, and so one thing that um, actually Katie and Stephanie asked us is if you have to use the writing prompt in your narrative and you don't we didn't really clarify that I mean we think sometimes it's easy to start that way just because it kind of is like your first sentence to get you going um but you don't have to use it you can just be inspired by it so like for example with Katie's um she didn't use the actual text of the prompt but the idea of finding a note in a library book is what um she basically wrote about so anyway read the prompt I can cut the prompt earlier why don't you just read it now? I'm going to read it now. <laughs> just going to read it now. Um, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that. I can't help it. Okay. Uh, it's not unusual to find odd bits of paper tucked into library books for a bookmark, but this time it was a letter. Okay. Okay. So now what do we do? Honorable mention. I'll do the first one. I'll do the first one. Sharing a mic here, so I have to like get way up in Stephanie's space. <laughs> All right. So this comes from Drew at Real Feels Pod. Andrew, we also enjoyed your teeny genie. <laughs> that sounds really weird. <laughs> we, <laughs> we didn't mean any offense by that. <laughs> we enjoyed your teeny genie submission as well. Um, and we forgot to mention you on the last right club, so we are indebted to you, sir. Um, anyways, so Drew gets an honorable mention for his response and the best line from his piece in our opinion. But why did it get honorable mention? It was unique. Unique New York. Because? (laughs) Oh, because it was. Isn't that the one that's a letter? No. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Just kidding. That's the wrong person. Sorry, Drew. Fucked the whole thing up. Sorry. All right. Just because they both have movie-based pod, <laughs> podcasts doesn't mean they're the same person. I thought everybody... You can't just lump them together in one group. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, anyways, um, Drew's best line was, uh, the bank had taken the house. The memories wouldn't even cover the cost to pay attention to how important it was to her. And his uh, piece is more like a, almost like a historical, like finding finding out something about his grandfather that he had revealed he killed a person in the past. So it's really good. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. What did the letter say? Okay, so now this is what Shauna was referring to, so I'll give it to her. This is from Nick from Epic Film Guys, also a film podcast, but not the same as Drew. So the funny thing about this one is that I got super confused about who wrote it because cleverly nick wrote this one in the form of a letter so it starts out my dearest wendy and it's signed jacob and then i was like who's jacob and then at the bottom it said nick and i was like does nick go by a different name and then i was like wait a minute it's a letter i got like so confused but um it's a letter just sort of about someone being in love and and missing someone that's gone and here's a line we're gonna pull out and i saw you and i thought about calling out and the words nearly escaped my lips but I paused. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, it's not dun, dun, dun. But um, it's a nice letter from Jacob, the imaginary Jacob. And then next is Kayla Trapeze, Kayla S-H, Kayla Sh. 
<laughs> so Kayla is like, she always writes these, like, she's really funny. She's got a, such a good, like, um, I don't want to say comic, but like, she's not, it's not like comedy, but like. Like a lighter voice. That's, on... But funny. Yeah. Like sarcastic, funny. So um, this is a, a paragraph, actually, that we pulled out of hers. So in the library. I could try and write about the librarians, those poor, poor people, working a government salary and having to field stupid questions all day. Or maybe they're not so poor. I don't know what a librarian earns. Maybe they're well compensated and that's why they come. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kayla, I literally laughed out loud when I was reading that, like, earlier, because it's so, that screw them made me laugh. It was like, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe librarians are rolling in the dough. Like, who knows? <laughs> so funny. All right. So, okay, I'll say who it is. So this one, I'm going to have Stephanie read. This is from Jay Ray, who is also an avid um, submitter. Is that a word? Submitter? Yeah. Of, yeah. of Right Club. Uh, Jay Ray uh, manages the No Phony Network, nophonynetwork.com. And you can find him at Phony No and at With Dummies. But he's no dummy because he gets an honorable mention for this line. I put the scrap of wisdom in my Velcro wallet, which erupted the silent space like a mind blown. I just like that image of the Velcro wallet because it really took me back. I feel like we all can remember the Velcro sound, like, you yeah. know, especially like in a library. Mm-hmm. I oh. never had a Velcro wallet. But all the boys, I feel like a lot of boys did. Did you guys have Velcro? I think or I had one. Some people had them on a chain too. That oh. was a really cool thing. Yeah. You'd hook it to your belt loop. Or Super hip. Yeah. Did you ever have one, Stephanie? I feel like I had one at some point I when I was I think I must littler. have a lot. Like when I was in high school when I really didn't have any money to put in a wallet. Yeah. And I still had a wallet. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyways, we liked it, Jerry, and we got the joke, the inside mm-hmm. joke. But now we'll share this with the no phony folks. Okay. What's next? Boom. Is that everybody? Mm. I think that's everybody. Let's so, make sure we did all of them. No, I just want to make sure. Yeah, We're so. kind of sketchy. Thank you, Nick, from Epic Film Guys, who has a podcast. You can find him at Epic Film Guys. Thank you, Drew, from Real Feels Podcast. Thank you, Jay. I already said all your stuff. And thank you, Katie, who doesn't have a podcast, but is a great writer. And, and Kayla. Kayla is at Kayla underscore trapeze. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. But, <laughs> I mean, if you want to go follow her, I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, Kayla, you got to like give us a link to any, any writing you want um, folks to check out just going to tell you that here instead of sending you a personal <laughs> message. I was lame. Okay, so now it's our turn to make Stephanie write stuff. Yeah? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Can I get a write it, bitch? <laughs> write it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> write it, bitch. So now we're going to read ours. Dun, dun, dun. Should we make so, Stephanie go first? Yes, or? you for yeah. sure have to go first because you're a guest. Okay. And if you pay close attention, this will harken back to something we talked about earlier. Oh. On the podcast. <laughs> Took Yay. a little inspiration. <laughs> 
Rita always took joy in pulling random books off the library shelf, so this wasn't anything unusual. Occasionally, a bookmark or scrap of paper would fall out, but this time it was a letter. What surprised her most, though, was the weird combo of printing and cursive she'd seen for years. It was her writing. She unfolded the page and began to read a story that was... Uh, I can't read my writing. <laughs> she unfolded the um, page and began to read a story that was unfamiliar about an experience with her old white car that had broken down. But she'd never had a white car and had never been to Arizona, which was what the letter version of herself was writing about. Yet her name was signed at the bottom of the page. Dun, dun, dun. Parallel universe. Oh, I was like, yes. alien abduction. <laughs> <laughs> Parallel universes and alien abduction. Yeah, let's just put them all Woo! together. That's I awesome. I love it. I like it. Okay, you go, amigo. Okay. I'm going to read you guys the part that I talked badly to myself about read the read the stuff from 1996 and then beginning of that journal oh my god i found this journal it's like <laughs> you don't want to see these poems i used to write <laughs> i'm like what the hell was going on they're like really disturbing okay anyway um that was the year we got away from college so all bets are off on what kind of crazy shit i was thinking <laughs> back then okay so this is funny i used to stay in the library Ugh, I hate that. Okay, again, start over. <laughs> so I just like wrote that to myself, <laughs> but I didn't stop writing. So let's just disregard that part. Okay, the library checkout line was wait was long. I had a stack of books. This was college, and while I was watching, I noticed an envelope sticking out of the literary criticism book. I slid it out and saw it was postmarked 1973, the year I was born. Weird. I put. Uh, I'm balancing my stack of books. I opened the letter and saw this. Dear Joe, I know what you did, and I'm going to tell. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> All I can think of is, hey, Joe. <laughs> Where are you going with that gun in your Gunny hand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix She's lives. like, what? <laughs> Like, what the heck does that have to do with it? All I know is Christopher Walken is just staring at me this whole time. <laughs> and it made me nervous while I was writing. <laughs> Walking head. Walking head. All right. I'll read mine. I, too, Go. used something from earlier that we talked about just because I couldn't figure out an ending. It's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. All right. It was her favorite place to be, alone, surrounded by books. In the back aisles where a slight mildew scent mixed with the smell of the glue and aging pages. Before her, the poetry books, Anne Sexton, Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. the women who came before. Opening an unfamiliar book, a piece of paper fell out. Or feel out, if you read my writing. <laughs> a piece of paper fell out. Curious, she picked it up, glancing nervously to make sure she was still alone. Paper was hard and crackled as she unfolded it. It had one phrase. Who was it meant for? All it said was, you were the one that got away. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you all like it. It's uh, so like I kind of like crapped out at the end. I'm like, what does it say? And then yeah. I'm like, I have to like do something. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I think we did pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to disclaimer mine. 
because I did I like that whole, in my writing prompt. The but. whole like time travel idea, like I never. I kind of. I, I like don't go best. there with like the more normal prompts. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked yours a lot, especially. I really want to read your novels. <laughs> yeah, we want you to give us your novels. I want to edit my novels or have some parallel universe me come edit them. <laughs> Even better. Aw, that's cool. Well, I'm going to tell one more story that I was telling Stephanie earlier. So, because I don't, did we talk about this already? Now I'm going to forget what we've talked about on the podcast and what we talked about in the kitchen. First, you have to tell us what it is. So, um, <laughs> Stephanie used to run our school paper called The Echo uh, from college. And I I was I was saying, like, I so was not qualified to be on there because I was not in any way a journalist or a creative writer. So I, me and another um, girl ran the opinion section. And then we would, like, just not have anything prepared because we were just losers and not, like, really working on it at all. Because you procrastinated. I procrastinated because I was also I was doing like 10 other things, you know? And so I, I remembered this one thing, this one day where we were like, we were like paste, cut and pasting like a picture of Michael Stipe and trying to like, like enlarge it. It was like a cartoon of him. And we're like, we love him. And like, that's apparently all. We were trying to like put a few words around it. So it looked like we actually did something. And, or I think maybe it was when we were like, he should they he should get together with like Natalie Merchant like that was our like our opinion <laughs> back when they were singing together yeah sometimes they would do duets yeah yes. that, I guess that was the opinion part of the opinion section yeah. I don't know it was totally stupid and I'm amazed that you let us put it in there and it was like late at night space. yeah exactly <laughs> anything could get in there so it's like one in the morning the paper has to be out tomorrow <laughs> and you guys are like in there yeah for and we're like doing it shit together the night before <laughs> Stephanie's like rolling around the room like. <laughs> I feel like you were like eating something crazy, like something there was sugary. Always crazy food in there. Yeah, All like you were like snacks. rolling back and forth on like a rolly chair, like being crazy. It was a tiny office that was a third of a garage. <laughs> it was in an actual garage on campus, <laughs> and we had a third because of the a creative projects at our school were always relegated to like, like the in worst a places or chicken coops. <laughs> yeah. These kids today, they have a Starbucks and a Jamba Juice on campus. They do not know how good they have it. Yeah, we were like, yeah, we were in the garage. We really walked uphill both ways to the Echo <laughs> office. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. But we started having this argument about, oh, I know what it was. It was, I couldn't remember this earlier. So the Indigo Girls re-recorded Romeo and Julia. And, yes. and it was about... Do you remember this? Yes, yeah. okay. And it was about who actually originally recorded well, it. And I which... Know. Wasn't it Dire Straits? It's Dire Straits. Dire Straits. Yeah. And, but, but then Bob Dylan did a version and they redid his version. Wait. No? Oh, really? I don't think Bob Dylan was in our argument. Bob Dylan was not in our <laughs> argument. <laughs> Trisha, stop I, trying to get I in was, our argument. I also wasn't in the argument. <laughs> I am now. We're rewriting history. <laughs> You're on the podcast. Trisha's all, I wish, she's like, I wish I was on the Echo. <laughs> I'm going to be part of it I right now. Why didn't we get you on the Echo staff? Because I was too busy, like, staying until four in the morning building scenery for the plays. <laughs> Lisa was proud of herself for never being on the Echo staff. Oh, really? She's one of my roommates in college who I'm still friends with. That you didn't yeah. like. She's like, I stared away and made it. <laughs> but we stopped by after the theater stuff, though, like at two in the morning oh, yeah. to say hi. But no, we I were drop-ins. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to finish this. Really finish good. your story. <laughs> Stop trying to be finish in the memory. <laughs> <laughs> so 
what I remember is us fighting about who sang it better, like whose version was better. We were, I was, it was the guy that was the editor, and he and I, and like probably the other girl, like we were all like arguing about, well, we were Indigo Girls fans, of course. And so then we like were just sitting there, like having a big thing. But I actually wrote a short story about it that I need to dig up um, and show Stephanie because it was really funny. But I like wrote like things, oops, I wrote things <laughs> that you were saying, like, and I don't remember what they were, but I need, that's why I need to find it because it was funny. Anyway, that was kind of like not that great of a story. It sort of ended like flat, but it was good. It got more exciting with Trisha. <laughs> when, when Trisha like started remembering it and she wasn't there. <laughs> You're all in Bob Dylan. It's like in what? the parallel universe, she was there. I know I swear, with the Bob Dylan version. I swear also, he did a cover of of Roman and Juliet. He might have. No? It, no, that happened in another universe. Oh. He wrote it in another universe. Because like, there's in my head, there's like, oh, maybe I'm thinking of something. It else. sounds like something he does, like a love struck yeah. Romeo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it. Hey, babe. <laughs> You and me, babe. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. All right. We should let Stephanie go because this, this could get painful. At the end when we start, right. like, Come not... on over for an hour and stay for four. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Christopher Walkenhead will stare at you the whole time. And his eyes follow you, too. Yeah, it's creepy. I feel like they do. Well, he's looking at me right now, and he's, and he's looking, looking at me, and, he, and he's looking at you. <laughs> I feel like he's judging me. Yeah, <laughs> he's burning holes in the back of Shauna's head. I, I feel like the chickens at work are judging me. We have chickens at my. Oh, I saw, oh, yeah. I saw that. The okay. judgmental chicken. Shout out to the chickens at my work. Because <laughs> they're all listening. <laughs> I hope they're listening. They're um, hi Goldie Meatball. <laughs> Wait, meatball. I, meatball. <laughs> Princess Leia, and then I don't know the fourth name because the guy that was telling me couldn't remember the fourth one's name. Is that the one that was mad at you? The, yeah, the judgmental chicken doesn't have a name. <laughs> judgmental chicken. His name is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I work at this place that has all these like tech startup kind of companies. They want to make it hip and cool and they have like a community garden. They have chicken coop and it's a weird thing to have at a company in Irvine. It's like, it's like more hippie than yeah than, it's a little like, like a bit of santa cruz in irvine that was so, so bizarre. Makes me feel good. that is yeah. so bizarre but uh yeah i go out every day on my break and say hi to the chickens but there's still people in my office who don't believe me when i say there's chickens so i have to take them outside and show them there's chickens <laughs> like i announced on friday that the chickens are getting a xylophone i learned a little toy xylophone because apparently chickens love that <laughs> And so at our big, like, all this company open mic meeting, and the CEO's like, you can say anything. So I introduced the new hires, and then I said, oh, by the way, the chickens are getting a xylophone. That was my big announcement. And some people are like, we have chickens? <laughs> They've been there for, like, three weeks now. You really have to take a picture of the chickens I, playing, like, a video. Xylophone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. Please. <laughs> Maybe you can share pictures of the chickens and the, the, the notes. I have a xylophone I could borrow from my son and hand to you if you wanted to take <laughs> I had no idea so... they loved playing xylophones, but I learned that. <laughs> so, like, do they lay eggs or, like, They're what's going the point? To lay eggs. Oh, okay. They haven't started yet. Somebody like, on the property why? management team raised them from chicks. Aww. And then when they got big enough, they put them in the coop. And then they're going to, like, lay eggs and then everyone gets eggs. Well, they've been distributing the veggies from the garden. There's some talk about with eggs and liability, and I don't know, but... I think they need to set up an omelet station. An egg the, liability. <laughs> is it safe to distribute Well, I was going to say, you should probably be yeah. the one that worries about that, right? Do you have an HR right? policy <laughs> on eggs? <laughs> I 
should draft one. <laughs> oh I want to hire the chickens because I hire tech people to code because they can just go. peck at the keyboard. There you go. Oh my God. Yeah. You're a genius. Parallel universe. Cult of the chicken. <laughs> the chicken cult. <laughs> Yes, shout out to the chickens and everybody. Aw, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, we're going to wrap this up. Please keep writing. Keep snacking. And say hi to your chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.